1: Welcome to episode 200 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a designer and developer working at Filament Group. He is a tireless advocate of practices that ensure web access for all, and is always chipping away at open source projects with his colleagues at Filament. He is also author of Responsible Responsive Design, co-author of Designing with Progressive Enhancement, and a frequent presenter at conferences throughout the world. So welcome to the podcast, Scott Gell.
0: Thanks so much, Phil. Thanks for having me.
1: So Scott, that was pretty much a brief summary or introduction to yourself. Could you perhaps tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do with Filament?
0: Yeah, so I would say my role at Filament is uh, sort of a a split between as a designer and a developer. Day-to-day, I guess I do more development work these days, but uh, my background tends to be more in design, so... I kind of come at it with that um, that skill set originally filament group works for clients so we're an agency and uh, we usually have a handful of clients active at any given time and some are quite large e-commerce sites or um, you know journalism things like that and uh, sometimes you know a small startup or two um, so we get a nice Mix of, uh, of the sort of subject matter that we work with day to day, and that's that's pretty nice.
1: Sure. Does that mean you get to travel a lot in terms of visiting clients?
0: Yeah, you you might think we would travel more, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. uh, I actually uh, I, I don't end up traveling for client work a whole lot. Um, much of our work is just you know remote these days. Uh, we do a lot of our meetings online and. Um, and it, it tends to cover what we need to. But on occasion, some of our team members will will meet with clients uh, in person.
1: Obviously, written a couple of books or been involved in the writing of a couple of books. Why did that happen? What was the interest there?
0: So our first book was in uh, 2010. And everyone at Filament Group sort of uh, co-wrote this, uh, this book at the time. And it was about progressive enhancement. And I think we, we saw a need for putting together a, a series of really solid examples um, and practices around progressive enhancement that that we could you know put out there and, and show just just how we would go about building sort of complex user workflows in a way that really works broadly across browsers. Um, and at the time, you know, browsers uh, varied quite widely <laughs> even on the desktop. In support for um, standards and things like that. So um, it was pretty complicated at the time just to do that aspect of the work. That was sort of the, the motivation for, for writing that book at the time.
1: So, Scott, could you perhaps share with us a career tip, one that the audience perhaps should know, but maybe doesn't?
0: I wouldn't have expected, I guess, that so much of our field's work and conversations take place on Twitter. But for better and worse, they do. (laughs) So um, I would say one of the biggest tips I can offer is to be quite active, um, present if you'd like to be, but at least listening on Twitter uh, to the people who are day to day talking about web standards and um, browser development and um, all the conversations that go around web development today, because a lot of the, the important stuff that you learn happens to start there. So I would say, you know, be curious and, you know, ask questions, share what you know, that tends to be kind of the spirit of our community, you know, just kind of writing about uh, what you learn as you learn it, even if it may or may not be something that uh, you think everyone may already know, it helps to just get that into writing, you know, put it out there and and people end up benefiting from that. So that would be a tip I would offer.
1: (laughs) So you, you use Twitter, presumably quite a lot yourself.
0: I guess I'm less active on it than I used to be these days, but I do try to follow, you know, a subset of, of our field that I know I I need to keep up with (laughs) to, to find, you know, important things about um, web development that really affect my day-to-day work. So yeah, I'm, I'm on there uh, pretty regularly through the workday at least.
1: So, Scott, can you share with us maybe your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience?
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, I've probably had many. But um, uh, one that comes to mind was, um, so I I speak at a fair amount of conferences uh, these days, and I'm starting to get back into it again. I sort of took a a break to um, spend more time with my family for a few years, and now I'm back speaking again. But in the early days when I started, started speaking at conferences, I, I feel like I I went through a process that probably a lot of people go through, but I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And, uh, I remember one conference in particular, there was, there was a timer with a big red clock and, you know, I had everything in front of me that, that should have kept me on time, but I remember it counting down and, and, um, having, I think five minutes left, and the organizer was in the front row waving his hands, and I was about halfway through my slide deck. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine many moments that felt worse than that, because, you know, you're you're in front of hundreds of people, and (laughs) you have to improvise quite a lot at that point to bring it together and I'm, I'm not sure i really did that effectively at the time but uh yeah that, that was kind of a nightmare <laughs> that I yes. remember.
1: yeah so in terms of what you do now presumably you practice and you got better timing with your presentations
0: yeah yeah i think so um early on it's I, I guess it's just really hard to know exactly how you'll do up on stage and i i tended to just early on just sort of overpack my, uh, my slide deck with far more than I would ever be able to get through. Uh, and it was all stuff that I was excited to talk about, you know, so it's hard to find the focus within all of that and say, you know, here's, here's really the, you know, the five or six points you should make throughout a 40 minute talk and just <laughs> try to learn how to focus on that. But yeah, I think I rehearse a lot better now. I tend to write my talks uh, like a transcript before a conference now. And that's, that's sort of a new thing I've been doing in the last year or two that I, I found has helped me a lot with timing.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that would be true. Yes. Okay. So Scott, can you perhaps tell us about your IT career highlight?
0: Filament Group was really lucky to be involved in the circles, I guess, in our community, when responsive web design was first taking off and becoming a thing, Um, Ethan Marcotte, who coined the term is a good friend of mine. And um, he was sort of in and out of the Filament Group offices, uh, you know, pretty regularly as another Boston local and friend of ours. And we ended up working with him on the Boston Globe website at the time, which was sort of a, you know, it it was a really big deal for us to be involved in a site of that scale that wanted to take on responsive web design for the first time and sort of prove it as a, as something more than just, you know, a concept that works on uh, web designer's blogs, but something that can really scale to, to huge audiences. Um, so being a part of, of that project at the time was so exciting because we had some really big problems we had to work through. One of them, I remember at the time was that, uh, one of the key parts to responsive design working at all are media queries in CSS. And um, one of the browsers that was most popular to the Boston Globe's audience was Internet Explorer 6. and it had no support for those at all. So we had to figure out an approach to making the site work really broadly for everyone. even though it was responsive, it had to had to be presented in the same way to those um, to those users that had had browsers that didn't understand those features at all. So we ended up I wrote a, a script to address that and it Uh, It was really, you know, just things like that were really exciting to work through at the time. I can't really remember a time where I was more energized to be involved in a project than that. It was a pretty special moment.
1: So, Scott, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT?
0: Throughout my career, I've seen the trend of work becoming more and more remote and I think flexible uh, and sort of more Respectful to people's work-life balance, and um, you know, as a remote remote worker myself, um, I've certainly felt really, really lucky to be able to take advantage of that. So, uh, you know, in the future, I, I would envision even more and more of that flexibility would be possible. So um, that excites me, I think, because you know, as much as I love working on the web, I also love that you can balance this kind of career with um, with a healthy outside-of-work kind of lifestyle.
1: Are there any particular technologies or directions that IT is going in that particularly interest you?
0: My personal work tends to focus a lot on uh, accessibility and performance. And I think the, the tooling uh, around both of those things have really improved in the last couple of years even um, to a point that we can much much better understand the problems that we're encountering and, and that our users are encountering and, and what we can do to improve those situations. Um, and I, I think there's a lot, uh, a lot of browser standards and technologies that are coming, uh, in the next couple of years that are going to make that better and better too. So, um, that excites me. I mean, generally I just, uh, I sort of get most inspired by the aspect of the web that it, it can reach bigger and bigger audiences throughout the world. And um, it's sort of this uh, equalizer compared to other mediums. So so seeing that uh, improve over time is, is definitely where I'm most excited.
1: So we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT?
0: I guess it was my background in graphic design that sort of led me this direction. I started out in college studying sort of print design, uh, traditional graphic design, and then wanting to bring those designs to life with a little animation. And that sort of led me into Flash and, uh, you know, macromedia products, or even before macromedia, uh, animation products at the time and those sort of uh, were were being ported to the web so that led me over to the web to to discover more and more of what I could do to to sort of make my my design work interactive
1: sure so it became a sort of natural progression for you yeah yeah i think so and what is the best career advice you've ever received
0: i think it was in um, in college one of my professors noticed that i was stressing out about a project that was due Within the month. And I remember he said, two weeks, you can do anything in two weeks. And I don't know why, but that particular advice just always stuck with me as it's sort of a a bad thing and a good thing for me because when I get inside those two weeks, I realize I can't do anything anymore. (laughs) But um, I've always thought of that advice when it comes down to something big and daunting that's coming up, you know, two weeks. If, if you have more time than that, then um, you can do a heck of a lot, uh, especially with a good team. So that was pretty good advice. I don't know why it stuck with me so long, but um, I think <laughs> about it a lot.
1: <laughs> there must be some value in it there for you anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? Wow.
0: Well, I think in a lot of ways, it's going to be a lot more straightforward to learn web design today than it was when I was first coming into the field. There are so many things I learned, uh, in the early years of my career on the web that I've had to unlearn since, you know, like table layout and things like that, that are just much, much better now. So I can think of a whole lot of things that I, I wouldn't have to do <laughs> today. Um, and that's really nice. Um, but I think, um, you know, what would I do? I'd, geez, I'd, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably take some tutorials um, through some of these like boot camps and things like that online because it, it just seems like there are so many good resources now, uh, free and paid, to really accelerate your your first year on the job.
1: Yes, absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on?
0: Well, performance and accessibility are, are definitely the areas that I'm uh, most interested in, and performance in particular is kind of an interesting area right now because uh, traditionally we've been focused on performance with regards to how it relates to network conditions. And, um, you know, especially with cell phones uh, and cell networks, we had a huge problem there with, you know, with latency that we still have today, but coming into the next, you know, five years or maybe less, we're going to be seeing, you know, 5G support across hopefully across the world, um, at least in urban areas first. And, um, and I think that is going to bring some interesting challenges uh, to performance because what we're seeing is that now that the network speed, network speeds on cell networks are improving, and they really are already even before 5G comes, we're able to deliver a lot more code across those networks. And what we're seeing is the burden is shifting from the network, where latency and and bandwidth used to be the bottleneck, to now the device, where many of the the average uh, devices throughout the world are not able to handle the amount of code that they're being delivered in a reasonable amount of time. So the faster the network, the more, say, JavaScript we can send to the device, and then suddenly, there's a performance bottleneck to deal with on the device, just just parsing and uh, evaluating that script. So that trend will probably worsen <laughs> with five G. At the yes. outset, you would think, oh, you know, uh, you know, five G comes along. What does a performance problem even look like in that world? Because the networks will be so fast, we won't have performance problems. But I think. You know, developers have a way of making new problems out of this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm most interested in is um, how we're going to be able to deal with those those problems that are we're already seeing them today. I think there's a there's a chance that they could get much worse as networks get faster.
1: It will be interesting to see how that happens. I think you're right. I think there will be a sort of a movement of where the problem is as, as you say it was to do with the network now but it's going to be to do with devices and applications or whatever it right. might be right. um and of course with the to so the increase in speed of the network there's going to be a greater expectation from the user side as well so they're going to expect things to run faster right. so Absolutely. yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens i think so too mm-hmm. and what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far
0: I would have to say writing. I mean, I can't think of anything more important than technical writing, especially, but also narrative writing just just working on sharing whatever you're working on uh, on a blog or whatever site you're able to get your writing onto just to put to words uh, the technical problems that you're dealing with because there's there's just no way or no other way to get such great clarity of the problem and also how to how to describe how to address similar problems than um than writing about it can bring so i mean speaking has a similar value but um writing is is much more so
1: and what do you do to keep your own career energized well i like to
0: listen to podcasts you know um, I keep up with uh, other podcasts like yours such as uh, shop talk things like that for sort of like the nitty-gritty web design happenings those sorts of things expose me to people who are working on the web on very different kinds of um, aspects of the web so that's really nice to to have especially working within a company that only has you know so much exposure to whatever you're working on day to day to kind of like pay attention to what other people are, are working on. So that, that works for me also, you know, just getting away from the computer, getting outside, (laughs) helps me when I get back to the computer, I think.
1: Okay. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology?
0: Well, I like to spend a lot of time with my family. I, I love to surf. I live in Florida, which is not the best place in the world to live if you like to surf a lot, but um, it's at least something you can do (laughs) pretty regularly. So uh, I like to do that, um, you know, hiking, cooking, things like that.
1: Scott, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience?
0: Share what you've learned because that tends to be the default mode of uh, the way the web works in our community, and um, I've seen how much it benefits my own career and, and others. So yeah, just just write blog.
1: <laughs> and finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you?
0: Well, I tend to blog most frequently on Filament Group's website, so that's filamentgroup.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at ScottJell. My personal site is updated somewhat regularly. <laughs> That's just my name.com. com
1: Scott, Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, thanks so much
0: for having me, Phil.
1: As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website which will be itcareerenergizercom slash e, and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward, and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career.
0: Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.